Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayeschanan Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Pasha's Vayeschanan. Our topic is here, O Israel. It's 22 Pesukim long and runs from Perek, Menuvav, Pasadalad to Chavhei. Here we have a basic summary. There's bas three basic sections in this Aliyah. We first hear about what we call today Shema. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Israel, Kriyas Shema. Here, O Israel, Hashem, Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. And we're told that we need to uh, we need to love Hashem with all our heart, soul, and wealth. These matters should be on our hearts. We're told we should teach it to our children when we sit in our homes, walk on the streets, and lie down and wake up. Notice that the teaching is modeling rather than just pontificating. Um, and then we're told to tie this, these words to our, our hands and head, and they should be written on our doorposts. That's Tvilin and Mezuzos. That's part one of Aliyah. The second part of Aliyah is a warning against complacency. Moshe Rabbeinu then tells Israel that Hashem will bring the land, the children of Israel into the land as promised to by the, to the fathers and they'll inherit all these kind of wonderful things. Huge cities they never built, houses full of all good you never filled, wells, olives, uh, olive orchards, vineyards, things that you didn't work on you'll get just like that. He warns them against forgetting Hashem who brought them out of uh, slavery because they are, they are to fear Hashem, serve Him and swear in His name. He then warns them against following, testing the powers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, lest Hashem be anger and destroy them. And He warns them and rather than to be honest, go do the right thing. And sometimes when we ask ourselves, what is that right thing that Hashem wants? We know the answer what Hashem wants. And we know what we're rationalizing against. Do what's right. And finally, the last part of the aliyah is our children asking. When your child will ask in the future, what are, what are all these laws about? You'll explain it as a function of Hashem taking us out of Egypt and giving us these laws as a function of that. And therefore, we should follow the words of Hashem because of this. So that's our aliyah, our three sections. There's the Kriyashma at the beginning. We have the warning about complacency because of inheriting such a great land. And then our children asking. So let's just take a few basic quest points to ponder. First of all, is why is this paragraph in the Torah selected to be our Kriyashma, which is said twice or thrice daily. Why is that so important? So it's understood by the Mephoshim that this paragraph represents the notion of what's called Kabbalah's or Mahushamayim, accepting the yoke of heaven, loving Hashem. It's not so much commandment-centric, it's not granule, it's about the idea. We're supposed to love Hashem, and that's always the first point. We are, we, this is essentially our mission statement, loving God. Let's go on. Why is it that 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 that, uh, that we say this Shema, the first uh, the first line, with our hands over our eyes? And why is it, what does it mean that Hashem is one? The Chassam Sofa explains that it does not mean to say one and not two. It means one and not anything else. It means to say that everything in the world is godly. Everything in the in the world has the expression of the divine in it. And the problem is that we look at the reality around us and the societies which seem to be devolving into lawlessness and, and all kinds of terrible things. It's not always apparent that that's all godly. So we cover our eyes in the aspiration that we'll be able to create a world which is one, a world which we see God in every aspect, but we don't yet see it now, which is the why, reason why we cover our eyes for it. Interesting point is you'll notice that the the the, the pasuk Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus does not appear in our Aliyah. So how can we insert an extra pasuk into the Kriyashma, which comes from our Aliyah, without that being in the Torah itself? So the Gemara Pesachim Odaf Nun Vav Amud Aleph tells us that this actually goes back to an interesting story. When Yaakov Vinu was on his deathbed, he wanted to tell the nation, his children, the Bnei Yisrael, what was um, in the going to be in the future, and it was taken away from him. He was not able to do that. He thought maybe it's because the recipients, maybe my, all my children, are not as good as I thought they were. And he says, Yis and, and his children said to him, No, no, Shema Israel, listen, no, Israel, Israel being his name, Hashem Lakeno, Hashem is our God, Hashem, Echad, Hashem is one. That just like Hashem is one in your heart, He is one in our hearts. Don't worry, it's not as a function of us being the recipients. It must be another reason that you cannot tell us this truth. And he responded in such, um, in such relief 
It was a response Yaakov made to the statement that the, his children had made. So Gemara says, well, what should we do? Should we say it or should we not say Baruch Hashem? So on the one hand, Yaakov said it. On the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu did not say it. So in deference, the Gemara says, we say it quietly, the Chashai. That's the reason why there are origin and origins of this minhag as well. Let's go on to another question. What does it mean that we're supposed to serve Hashem? So the Gemara in Brachos, why she's the mission in Brachos, and Daf Nun Dalad tells us, and the Vavcha means Vishnei Yitzarecha. The word for heart in Hebrew is Lev. The Levav with two bases means you're both your inclinations, your indulgences for negative and your, and your indulgences for the spiritual. Harness both of those to serving Hashem. Number two, Nashacha, is there's going to be times where even putting your life on the line is going to be required for the Torah. Not always, but sometimes in Jewish history, and unfortunately many of our ancestors had to do that. That is also part of the deal as well. And what's Bechol Moedecha? The Gemara gives two, or the mission gives two possibilities. One is Bechol Moedecha, with all your wealth. The Gemara later on questions, is that person, if you, if you have to give your life, you, you're not going to give your money? And the Gemara says, yeah, well, some people actually value their money more than their lives, which is why the, the Torah presents both options. Or also Bechol Moedecha doesn't mean with all your a lot. Your, your, your lots of which means money. Anything which Hashem gives you, any any attribute, any uh, uh, situation in life which you receive, you should be um, you should be uh, I'm thankful to Hashem. You should serve Hashem for this. Now, why are Tun and the Mezuzah so central to the theme of Shema? Why are the two mitzvahs which are um, picked at the end over here? These physical mitzvahs. It was really like they they the one actually contain the pressure of Kriyashma. So when we tap the mezuzah on the door, and when men turn tefillin on the, in the morning and they put it on their arms and their heads, they're actually putting the paragraph of Shema there. So it's almost like the love note that God gave us. And in, when when a, a special uh, dear person sends one a love note, one tr puts first puts it next to their bedstand, and then one puts it on the fridge, and one keeps it in their car, and then their wallet. It's something which is special. These are this is the way of keeping the special love note about our responsibility and Hashem's love of us. Um, finally, why why is Hashem warning them not to test Hashem in this Aliyah? Why why is that so central to Aliyah? And the Ramban explains this is the whole theme of this entire Aliyah, and perhaps even the Parsha. There's now being a transition. We're now moving away from the miraculous experience in the desert to the very material and very um, natural existence in the land of Israel. So Moshe Rabbein is trying to say to them, don't expect miracles tomorrow, and don't test Hashem for miracles. Don't ask Hashem to do all kinds of crazy things for you, because that was. You know how you see Hashem? Follow the rituals, follow Pesach, Shabbos, Sukkot, all Zechel Yetzirah Mitzrayim, remembering those miracles. And when you live these rituals, you will remember all the experiences of the past. Moshe Rabbeinu is bridging generations, a generation which does not see miracles, harking back to the generation which did and realizing that they are in fact the same. That's what's meant to be over here. Finally, last question on the Saliyah is, who is the son who is asking these questions about the past at the end of our Aliyah? And this is actually, fascinatingly enough, the Ben HaChacham. Remember there's four sons who ask questions in the Haggadah? The Ben HaChacham, the wise son, is in our Parsha. Unlike the other three sons who are found in Parsha's boy, right after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, right when it's actually happening, when they're responding to a phenomenon and a stimuli, stimulus, here the Ben HaChacham is not living at that time. He's now looking generationally back and saying, you know, I'd be interested to find out more about my culture and my family. I'd be interested to find out what this is all about. Tell me, why am I keeping all these laws? And you know what the answer is? If you study your culture and you know your history and you realize Hashem took you out of Egypt, you'll understand that all these laws come from that that Hashem chose you, wanted you, and made you into the special nation. You're part of a greater culture. You're part of a greater trajectory of history. When you understand that, keeping these laws is part of that package deal. And that's what's happening over here. And this is why it's the Ben I'm not responding to a stimulus, but responding to a question, an intellectual idea of trying to find identity and purpose. With this, we close the Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.